Welcome to Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. What does it take to lead yourself and your teams to high performance with ease? Today, you'll discover simple practices that separate exceptional leaders from the rest. Now, here is your host, Nicole Bendeley. Hi there. Welcome to this episode of Leading on Purpose. I'm Nicole Bendeley. I'm really excited to dive into this show. Um, today's episode is all about living your best life. It's all about reconnecting to the magic in your life. And I don't know about all of you, but I can certainly use a whole lot more magic in my life these days. Um, so I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest, Zayla, who will be sharing his teachings and insights with all of us. So let me just introduce you to him and we're going to dive right in because there is so much to learn about and fill us up with, um, with Zayla's um, teachings and, and wisdom here. So Zayla walked away from a successful career in finance to find freedom by going deep within spiritually. He studied abroad, living with a living master for over seven years, and he brought his knowledge of ancient truths back here to Canada to grow through huge life challenges. Zayla says he learned when the truth sets you free, life starts to really happen for you instead of to you, but only after you realize that. Tired of selling his soul for the corporate goal, he started the Center for Transformation in Calgary. For 20 years, his powerful teachings have helped students make sense of their life experience and dynamics. Through a series of teachings and events, Zayla helps his students find the magic in their lives again. His passion for his teachings and the fact that he lives everything he teaches empowers his students to live their best life and bring their unique gifts to the world. Zayla is also an author and has published three books. And his most recent book, which we'll be exploring today, the big three, three ways your spirit is trying to get your attention and how to get back into the flow. So we'll learn more about that as we jump into conversation with Zayla. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you join us today. Thank you. Namaste. And first, let me state, I'm, I'm thankful, Nicole, for you being so graceful and inviting me to your show today. I'm honored. You know, I'm new to the electronic and social media world as I'm now just coming out of the closet after 20 years of teaching select students the wisdom of the ages. So it's, it's not my teaching, it's the wisdom of the ages teaching. So I, I wanted to say that thank you. Beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm I'm really excited for our listeners to learn about the journey that you took, right? From, from, from your corporate life to where you are now. So tell us, let's start there. Tell us about your journey. Well, the journey was a journey of excess. Let me say that, that I'm an ordinary guy. I mean, I, we had two kids. One's a doctor in San Francisco and the other one's a household engineer here. I got two grandkids, 23 and 26. So I, I lived, I felt a reasonably ordinary life, but then looking back on it, I felt I was a person of excess, you know, and uh, for those who have saw the Wolf of Wall Street, that was my life, not to that extent, but it didn't take to that extent before I realized that it just wasn't doing it for me. You know, once you get past seven figures income, uh, you, you travel a lot, you buy a lot of stuff, you have a lot of good times, but there was something missing. And so I realized with time 
that I needed to go excess in a different direction, not just sex, drugs, rock and roll. And so I quit. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I wasn't going to do that right. anymore. And I mean, it was a little taxing with my wife of 37 years at the time. And said, we'd been together 37 years. And wow. uh, she felt I should go back and, and, and continue. And I said, I can't. I, I won't sell my soul for the corporate goal. So I, I jumped out of life. I found a, a real master. I did my due diligence because in my arena, you do your due diligence when you're financing companies. And um, I located them. And I went. It was in a foreign land. I never tell anybody where or, or who because I want them. I want to get some respect with them first. And uh, I went there and I sat a long time. Uh, being taught a long time in nature, in the trees. And when you're in nature, nature has a different spin on reality than being an urbane creature, which I really was. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, uh, I was always a person of excess. And eventually, because I was a person of excess, it led me to the palace of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was a lot more gratifying to come back and to realize that I finally was starting to be connected after seven years because we come here and the illusion overtakes all of us. And I mean, the illusion I say is the most incredible seductress <laughs> that we humans could ever have. And uh, most people get drawn into that and find out that, you know, like a lot of us, the ambition dynamic led me to a place that, I actually didn't want to be. Hmm. So I, I wound down everything and I went away, came back and I still live, live in a very modest house and I live in a very modest way with modest vehicles. And I decided that I would be of service because in being disconnected, and by the way, the original sin for most people, and I'm not religious, I'm deeply spiritual, but I'm not religious. The original sin is becoming disconnected because hmm. we get disconnected so badly that we don't know uh, our natural qualities. And uh, after a while, we lose our way. We become confused. And it doesn't matter. And for me, I didn't need to make a hundred million or a billion. I knew just with a really good taste of it uh, back then. And I was 40 back then. And even, you know, if you make a million plus, even today, that's pretty good money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that was, and that was decades ago. But what happened was, is that I soon realized that I needed to be connected. And life is all about sanity. And I believe love is sanity. In fact, I know love is sanity. But the moment the line snaps where the outside world becomes more important than the inside world, we all kind of get disconnected. And in doing that, do we do some not-so-smart things, mm -hmm. not so rational things? I mean, we all have to remember that the original sin was becoming disconnected. As a child, a baby is connected to love, no question. You have a couple of children, you know when you hold that child in your arms. That's the epitome of love. And what happens is, is that if I had to raise two children again, or any children again, I would say, oh, come on, I got to have you repeat after me. The inside world is more important than the outside mm -hmm. world of man-made things. <laughs> now say that after me. And I would right. sear that on them because and I'm gonna, I would teach them. You're going to see people who don't know that, and they get a little crazy after a while. They lose their values. They get a little crazy. 
And so then you have a corporate culture that's, that's crazy. And we're all about walking each other home. So we're here to assist each other in whatever it is that you're doing. If you reach out for a teacher, your teacher will, will be shown to you. And that's what happened to me. And then suddenly it turned my whole world upside down. And like I say on my TED talk, I say I was selling my soul for the corporate goal. I was selling my soul for the corporate goal. Mm-hmm. And, and I lost myself in that whole fiasco, trying to make up for it with material things, sex, drugs, rock and roll, booze, you name it. I, uh, I did it. So I had to give up a fair amount, but I was ready to give it up. And I'm happy I did. Because mm-hmm. I, I got me back. I got me back. And I had lost me for quite a while. And I was actually quite miserable on this mouse wheel, this rat wheel. I just keep going around and around. And I became just depleted. So that's how I got there. And then when I came back, I wrote a couple of books. And these books are about how, for children. And they're meant from an adult to be read by an adult to kids on how to get uh, inoculated from being lost in the illusion. So Mm -hmm. if you care a lot about your kids, these are great books to sit down and say, these are some values that, and you should read them first as an adult. And then you can read them with a child one page at a time. And chances are, you're going to get a really good bond going with the child. And I remember when my grandkids, you know, they came into my life when I came back, then as soon as they pop in the door Friday night, after their mom would drop them off, because she was going to the bar, because she was going through a divorce. And as soon as they came in, I'd say to the first one, all right, give me three values. <laughs> the first one who was five at the time said, okay, the truth above all fear, right? Yeah. Right, very good. Okay, give me another value. Love first, will second. Right, Grandpa? Yes, in life, love first, will second. What's the third one? The truth above all fear. And I say, yeah, that's a pretty good one too. So you always tell the truth and you'll see. If you abide by these values, and I told them, I don't know, I taught them like 15 or 20 values, but I asked each of them for three and they get to rotate. Wonderful. And we talk about the values of life. And I'm going to say, as you grow older, you're going to see lots of kids. Nobody taught them the values. And they say, what, Grandpa? I <laughs> say, yeah, nobody taught them the values of life. So the books, the first two books contain the values in a story that winds around with a grandpa and, and the child. So those are really, really good. But the third one here, it's taken me 10 years to write the third one. It's got more adult values mm-hmm. about how to get reconnected and why we're going through what we're going through in society right now. So I started this center. It's called the, the CFT, the Center for Transformation. And I teach adults, executives, and from all walks of life, non-denominational it's uh it's open i believe a soul is a soul and uh, it's not religious and what we do is we teach how to meditate and ultimately i'll teach you how to think of one thought and then i think teach you how to think of nothing without falling asleep and most who come to me say not a chance <laughs> and i go well that's how polluted you are but mm-hmm. work with me a while i'm gonna get you to think about something because whatever you contemplate expands so yeah, I'm, whatever you focus on grows. I have that yes. always yeah. in front of my, yeah. Yeah. 
that of which you contemplate expands is how I teach it. I love your wording as well. It means the same thing. You know, if you're into worry, worry is a prayer for what you don't want. If you're into fear, guilt, and shame, and you're thinking about it a lot, it'll grow. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to unpack a few things with you, Zayla. You know, you talk about life of excess, and and uh, we talked about this a little bit before we hopped on to this to this podcast. In that, so many people are living in a life of excess right now, and when we hear excess, at least I do, I immediately think material, right? Materialism. But that's not just what that is. Excess stress, excess worry, excess guilt and fear. Yes. Right? And so that, that original sin that you say of being disconnected, disconnected from what? You're disconnected from the other half of the sky where you came from. It's love. The other half of the sky is pure, pure love. And that's when you have a baby, you realize that as you're smelling the tissue, the hair. You know this as a mother as the baby lies on your chest. There's nothing sweeter than the smell of your child. You know, the skin. I mean, it's, it's love in essence. That's where we came from. We're here for a little while, and we're going back to that. On the other half of the sky, it's a matter of what we did here in terms of acts of love while we were off the chain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And what in, you mentioned the palace of wisdom. What is that? The palace of wisdom is a place within you that really is really your heart. And your heart has a high degree of knowing. The heart math is to prove this all the time, that you have this knowing in your heart. I mean, people forget the first organ in the fetus is the heart. Mm. It was not the head. (laughs) And as a result, the heart has its own intelligence. And the heart, love, brings everything into assembly. It did in the fetus. It brought everything into assembly. And there's, there's a basic principle of life right there that love brings everything into assembly. It brought you and I into assembly. But as we go into the illusion, we forget that it brings everything into assembly. If you choose love, you take the higher road, what happens is, is that you'll find that it brings everything into assembly. How did you find me? How did I find you? You know why? Because we're on the same octave. And if you're alive, you'll find the right people to assist you in your journey, whether that be in management or whether that be in your personal spiritual life. But this is an age of excess. There's no question right now, excess poverty, excess weather, if you're in fear, guilt, and shame, we're in a period of excess. And the only safe place to be, I'll say this again, peace and love. Hmm. This is where sanity is. And so how do, you know, um, how do we recognize when we're disconnected? What are the, you know, the, the signs that we should be looking for, whether as leaders or just human beings that, Okay, we're disconnected, and that disconnection is causing, to a degree, this excess. Typically, you're unhappy. Typically, you, you're easy to become emotional. And the more emotional you are, the less logical you are. It's a fact. They've proven this in wars. If you get somebody to be emotional... Their logic goes out the window, and they make mistakes. And that's a second point. Third is, you look at your environment around you, 
Are you living your best life in terms of relationships with people? Are you? I mean, the fact is, is that that type of life at home, where you're giving the respect to everybody that they deserve, because there's a sacredness, because these people at home, they're on your platform, your stage. This is not a time to get emotional and, and offside with them. This is a time where we support each, support each other at home. And if you can do it at home, you can do it at the office. And I mean, the, the corporations in the future are going to have a very, very high level of screening to get into them. But once you're there, their attrition rate is as close to zero as you can get because they look at the facility as training managers that just culture the development beyond what is required. If you make a mistake, all right, let's all sit down and let's learn from it and let's move on from there. It wasn't a mistake. It was just an experience that failed to become optimized. Mm-hmm. 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 And after a while, people don't want to leave that company. They'll grow with that company. Right. And you'll get the best out of those people. So when we come back, I really want to, to explore this. How can we become more connected, right, to one another, to this higher energy of, of love and, and care for self and others as well, and how this applies to leadership, right, What and building high-performing cultures that you were saying. You know, I'm, I'm, it's interesting what's coming to mind a little bit for me right now is, um, you know, Viktor Frankl's work. And, you know, Man's Search for Meaning, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, and where he shares that meaning can be found, you know, through three sources, through work, doing something significant, through love, caring for others, and through courage in in difficult times, right? And and all three things require uh, being connected, um, so I want to really unpack that. So we'll, we'll be right back after break more with Zalo when we get back. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One of the many things this past year made clear is that the world of work has been forever changed, and it is especially evident in the way leaders must now lead if they want the best from their people. At the Waterstone Culture Institute, we provide leaders with the tools and practices most essential to high-performing teams and cultures. Discover the three things the most effective leaders will do in 2021 with our free webinar. Visit waterstonehc.com slash culturewebinar and watch it today. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Lord Jesus Christ presents a doctrine through the Apostle Paul for us so that we might teach the word to others. Hear and interpret these words of wisdom each week on the radio program, Why Paul? 
with hosts Michael and Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton through their ministry, 14th Street Ministries. Michael, Michelle, and Pamela are dedicated to sharing these words with you so that you might pass it along to others. Listen every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. Discover more about Nicole and how the team at Waterstone Human Capital helps leaders to build high-performance teams and cultures at WaterstoneHC.com. Now, back to Leading on Purpose. All right. Welcome back. We're going to jump in um, and unpack how to become, how to reconnect and, and stay connected and, and how this applies to leadership as well and what love looks like at work. But before we do that, I really want to share this very generous offer um, from Zayla and his team uh, with all of you. So for the, the first 100 individuals who reach out, um, you will have access, complimentary access to Zayla's 10-part consciousness accelerator. So you just have to reach out via email um, at info at the CFT dot ca and let them know you listen to this podcast and that you would like the 10-part consciousness accelerator course so that's wonderful thank you zayla um so and you can also learn more about the center for transformation at the cft dot ca so how do we go about reconnecting well first off let me say the cft stands for the center for transformation but we've cut it down real short to the CFT. Secondly, the course itself is uh, normally priced at $300 US, $299 US plus applicable taxes. So we're offering it to your, to your listening audience yes. at, at a free base. All you got to do is get a hold of us and say, I'm complimented, courtesy of Nicole, and, and you're in. And I know awesome. you, 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 you'll, you'll be impressed. Well, I've already put my name in. So 99 oh. other people, by the way. <laughs> I'm taking up one. <laughs> very, very good. Okay, let's go back to your question about becoming connected again. Well, first off, you got to realize how disconnected you are because the people that come to me, I just say, can you hold one thought? Not all the combinations and permutations of that, but one thought. Can you hold it? And if so, can you hold it for a minute? Then everybody fails. And it's an honor thing is, all right, if you can do that, then great. And if you can, great too. But that's that's the first basis. And typically... And why is that so important, Zayla? Why is it so important to be able to, to hold one thought and then no thought? Okay, great. Thought you'd never ask. The fact is, it's about... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's about focus. Because as a leader, you must have focus. That's all there is to it. But these days, with so much information, the river of life is so incredibly fast-flowing, and all the dynamics that we all have to take in to make decisions, it kind of gets emotions going because you can't keep up, you mm -hmm. know? So the idea here in learning focus is to increase your capacity 
for focus on what it is that you really want to accomplish so that when you're undertaking with a project, when you're undertaking with your team, you know, each team member and you know what they bring to the party and you know how to get the best of that and you hold the focus for the group. Leadership is about not so much title. It's about abilities to hold focus, to accomplish things. And in doing that, you have to agree that focus is instrumental. It is like essential. And so that's where meditation comes in. And I, I teach meditation. It's not just philosophy. And by the way, this isn't my teaching. I teach the wisdom of the ages, stuff that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And so to be able to aim at meditation and be able to hold one thought and then ultimately to think of nothing is easier said than done. It rolls off the tongue really easy. It's a process. But let's just say you and I, I hold retreats as well. I hold regular classes and we used to all get together before COVID and enjoy hugs and, and the like and social chats. But now it's all done by Zoom until this storm passes. But, you know, if you and I went to uh, a retreat, you came with me to a retreat. I said, Nicole, here, we're going to sit against this tree all night. You've, I mean, you've gone through a whole bunch of classes. I've taught you a whole bunch of things about focus. I don't want you to move here. We're going to sit all night. Don't move. Don't move. And you say to me, typically, uh, Zayla, I can't do that. I'm going to have to scratch, itch. I'm going to have to grab water. I, I'm pretty sure I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm going to go, okay, look, I'm going to wave my hand in front of your face here and watch. In 15 seconds, I'm going to change your mind completely. And you go, really? And I say, yeah. Could you sit here without moving if it meant the life of your child? Immediately, the answer comes back, no question. I'd do whatever. If I had to pee, it'd be here. If I had to poo, it'd be here. If I had to drink water, I'd pass. If it meant the life of my child. And then I say, well, isn't it interesting that you would do for your child what you wouldn't do for yourself? Now, I don't expect you to be a fanatic, but I expect you to start thinking about that while we're sitting here and go as long as you can. And just pretend. And you'll see how much your discipline comes out. In meditation, as in thought, it's your disciplines that just set you free. It's your disciplines that set you free. Take any discipline, whether it be education or figure skating or hockey or whatever the sport, there's an element of freedom to, to it. And so it's your disciplines that, in fact, set you free. So from a leadership viewpoint, to quiet the mind to a still pond is really quite a phenomenon because most people come to me, they got 50 and 100 foot waves. You could drop the Empire State Building in there wouldn't even have a ripple effect. And so to be able to calm your mind, you calm your reality and the people around you will end up being calm because you have compassion about that, about each of them and the journey they're on. You have a calm passion about each one of those people, compassion. Mm -hmm. what they're going through. And that's what a good leader is about, having compassion, not trying to prove someone wrong, but saying, come on, let me see if I can help you. Put the arm around the individually, metaphorically, and say, come on, you're my team. Let's get the best for each other. All right? Mm -hmm. And that's about love. Compassion's about love. And this is the age wherever you're at is magnified. You get a leader that understands that. You get a company that understands that. Then what happens is attrition rates drop, and that's where efficiency goes up, is where you have attrition rates that drop, because people know their jobs, and they get better at it too, and the like. 
Anyways, a long answer to your question. Yeah, no, beautiful. And it's interesting, you know, the more uh, the more people I speak to these days, as we look towards the end of 2021 and into 2022, you know, there's a concern of burnout, I mean, already, um, but attrition too, as, as we move to, you know, a new uh, hybrid model of potentially working online and in person and, you know, uh, the stressors of those new dynamics, um, people jumping ship from their organization, if they're not working in an organization where they feel cared for and valued and supported. Um, and that stress on the leaders, right? Leaders today have to have such broad shoulders to care for everyone around them that they're leading. And unless they care for self, they they just cannot. And so how can we better care for ourselves along this journey? And how does, you know, um, being connected help us with that? There's no question that the most undercapitalized asset on any balance sheet, human. Human dynamic that cost under goodwill like a hundred dollars or something or a thousand dollars. It's crazy, but really that's the most undercapitalized dynamic of a of a corporate balance sheet. And in order to really get the best out of the team is by being the best you can be in terms of capacity. Because we're all living during this time about building capacity. Capacity to cope at home, capacity to cope with COVID, capacity to cope financially, spiritually. It's all about capacity. Capacity is about going within and being quiet. In my first book, I talked about what I learned when I was away from the trees. Not just my teacher, but from the trees. I called it the yes treatment, which was sitting still silently at sunrise and sunset if you follow these five things, because you could have one without the other, you could be sitting in a meditation position without being silent, without mm-hmm. being still. You could be one of these without the others, but if you combine them all, they have a cascading effect on your capacity so that you're not emotional, so that you're not taxed as easily. And what I say is you'll get lots of practice because you've got to let your aggravations become your inspirations. If you want to grow in capacity, you got to let your agitations become your inspirations. Like, okay, mm. I, got to, I got to grow bigger than this. I got to take the high road. What would love do now? I'd like to take a new take on the golden rule. And the, my new take on the golden rule is feel unto others as you would have them feel unto you. I love that. Yeah. Interesting. Feel unto others as you would have them feel unto you. You, right? Beautiful, beautiful. You'll, you'll connect in the heart. Now, once know someone knows that you care, because I've had to say this to a few salespeople in my life when they come in and they give me all this pitch about why I should buy this car or this <laughs> furniture or this house, and I say, stop, stop, stop. I need to tell you something. I don't care how much you know till I know how much you care. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that because, you know, in, in the work that we do is very aligned at Waterstone. We have a building high performance teams and cultures program. And in one of that is built, part of that is building trust. And 
there's, you know, a few components to building trust, demonstrating, you know, what you're doing results, right? Achieving results. But the most important is showing you care that they know your people know you, that you care about them genuinely. And it's not a check the box activity. And that's exactly what you're saying, right? That's, and, and when you say, you know, what would love do? I love that. You know, you, you were saying to me, it's not about being right. It's about doing the right thing. Um, And sometimes doing the right thing isn't the easy thing. Um, Sometimes doing the right thing doesn't make people feel happy, but the way in which you approach it ensures everybody leaves at least feeling valued and understood. Absolutely. But if you're going to do this, I say to the people I train, you have to do this authentically mm-hmm. because if, if you have a scent, a scintilla of the fact that you've got an ulterior motive, it taints the energy between you and that employee or that partner. It taints it because you're out of integrity if you have an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. You need to be straight up, be authentic, put the cards on the table, put them on the table. Let's do this, see if we can, because I believe that truth bonds. The reason that you have the closest relationship with you do, maybe your husband, maybe it's a girlfriend, is because you tell each other the truth and you bond, you, you link with that. And so the good news is, is because when you link like that, you're linking because someone doesn't judge you. They just will say, I may not always agree with you. I love you. I disagree with you, but I'm always in your corner. You know, right. that's, that's leadership. I'm in your corner. I'm there for you. Let's go the distance. Come on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's when it's only when that authentic, genuine care, it's not about everybody agreeing. It's not about violent agreement with everything. Correct. It's it's about ensuring people are know that they will be heard when they speak up and that they sh- they have the opportunity, even if it's this dissenting opinion, you disagree that... It's safe and expected. That's the kind of environment that we want to create here because we care about each other's points of view. We care about each other and we care about the organization. True. And to have somebody that disagrees, I think is healthy because what every leader, I think true leader doesn't want is to be at the front of that canoe saying, row, row, row. And you're going over to Niagara Falls and you got a bunch of yellow tied uh, individuals and there will be yellow suits saying, of course, sir, of course, sir. And it goes right over the falls. So it's good to have healthy compliments of, of non-agreement. And Absolutely. that's the kind of environment I think that you want to grow in. So we're gonna we're gonna go to break in a, in about three minutes, but 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 before that, I want, you know, talk to us about, I want to go back to your book, right? Um, talk to us, what is the big three? Ah, well, I have to. Take you around a bit of a circle first. Yeah. And let's talk first COVID-19. Whether you okay. believe the legitimacy of COVID-19 or not, there's no question as to, number one, its negative impact on the financial economies of cities, states, provinces, and individuals sooner or later. Because we're all going to have to pay for these payments that they're shelling out to people to keep the economies going. In the U.S., big number. Here, not so big, but still big. Mm-hmm. And so we're all going to have to pay for that. So it will impact us directly, if not indirectly, by increased taxes. So that's number one. 
is its negative impact on financial. Number two, its taxing effect on many, many marital partnerships, taxing them in terms of the relationship right down to death of the relationship, the divorces. And, and, and then there's number three, and that's both of these previous dynamics compound in the degradation of human health. So you go from fear, guilt, shame, worry, right down to physical effects, right down to maybe even death. And what I say is the spirit's going to meet you at every dead end of financial relationships or health, even if you have to die to do it. Whatever you deem God to be. Mm-hmm. Whatever you deem God to be. And I say, God for me is grand overall designer. <laughs> That's what <laughs> the that's what the act. I mean, who designed all these systems within you and I? And look at Mother Nature. I mean, Mother Nature is the best engineer that we could ever, ever, ever hope for in humanity. But the fact is, those are the big three. The big three are the depreciation of financial. For a lot of people, it's breaking them. For a lot of people here, relationships, staying at home, 724, working there, wife and kids, that really taxes the relationship. You find out what love is and what your capacity is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that can affect health all the way down to death, either through COVID itself or all the taxing dynamics. So all three of those, they're meant to drive you right up the center to spirit. It's meant to drive you like go out to the sky and say, what is it? What? I mean, honest to God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then, they're all meant to drive here. So I think that COVID-19 is actually a template for the transmutation of society. Hmm. I do. It's because it's going to get everybody to go within and say, and knowing that it's given mother earth a chance to breathe. It's true. It's yeah. true. It really has. It really, really has. So when we come back, I want to unpack that a little bit. And, you know, another way of, of saying this, and I think this is how you put it as well, is it's this is how, you know, spirit or the the, the language that I use is the universe. That's just yeah. the, the my own language is, you know, trying to cap, catch your attention, right? And, and wake you up to you know, uh, your, your true life's purpose or whatever it might be. So we're going to explore that when we get back from break. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Zayla in just a minute. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. One of the many things this past year made clear is that the world of work has been forever changed, and it is especially evident in the way leaders must now lead if they want the best from their people. At the Waterstone Culture Institute, we provide leaders with the tools and practices most essential to high-performing teams and cultures. Discover the three things the most effective leaders will do in 2021 with our free webinar. Visit waterstonehc.com slash culturewebinar and watch it today. 
Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourselves, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. Discover more about Nicole and how the team at Waterstone Human Capital helps leaders to build high-performance teams and cultures at WaterstoneHC.com. Now, back to Leading on Purpose. All right. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, so, Zayla, your, your book, The Big Three, Ways Your Spirit is Trying to Get Your Attention, um, I think in that book, you talk about the human's three-part spiritual system. Is that right? So, yep. talk to us about that. Sure. Uh, if I could just wrap up our last session, yeah. I want to say before I talk about the three-part system, it's my opinion that COVID-19 is, let me make this clear, is the catalyst for the great recalibration mm. and transformation of society. I really believe that. And at this moment, the recalibration could just be started with these new aggressive variants starting. Mm. And I'm going, wow, well, we really calmed down for a year there. Mother Nature could breathe. And you should see the new um, movie that David Attenborough's got out. And it's on Netflix. And I believe it's 2020, the year of the earth or the year of nature. And you find it. And I mean, you'll see all the proof of how nature just beautified because we stayed at home with the people. Right. Stayed at home, and they show all kinds of evidence of nature just blossoming. Mother Nature got to inhale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, and so the byproduct of COVID nineteen and the the deterioration of these big three, and for I think the tough nuts, they've had to go through all three of these. And come close to death's door before they wake up and say, thank you. I recovered. Wow. I look at my financial, my relationships differently. I look at life differently. Mm. This is really good. I'm thankful. I made it. I came back from the brink. Mm. So anyways. I, I love that. And how can we take, you know, what is your advice, Sela, for those who may still be in it? You know, I think of, you know, our, our frontline 
workers, yeah. our healthcare yeah. workers, people who are caring for family members and who are still in the financial stress and the guilt and the fear and the overwhelm. How, how can they inhale, right? You know, mother, it was mother nature's, I loved how you put it, great sort of inhale, I think you said, or, and, and how can, what can people do to take a breath and, and reconnect and maybe glean some lessons for themselves from this? It's called pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pause. Because if you pause, you actually should pause in nature. Go out, sit in the middle of the night, do something irregular. I mean, I, my day starts at 4, 4.30 in the morning. I go and I, I'm lucky because I live on the acre. I live on a 500,000 acre park. And so from my home to where I sit and meditate by the river is two minutes. So I'm down there and I call it my hour of power. And I'm just looking up and talking to the sky. And I'm talking to my three-part system. But what's interesting about the environment, and let me I'll close with this, then we'll go on to the three-part system, yeah. is that the environment and the ecology have always been on this teeter-totter throughout time. I would tell the politicians, the ecology always wins. Mm. Always. Mm. We've had five previous root races. If you do your big picture analysis before this one, we're in our sixth root race right now. And uh, it's amazing that we're here, but quite often the reason people connect is people have to be taken to excess. Let's just take and the greatest catapult of consciousness is through excess, through a lot of times suffering. Take a look at 9-11. It didn't matter if you had three PhDs or you were a bum on a bench with a bologna sandwich, both covered with soot, mm-hmm. both helping each other. A lot of people helping each other. There were no business cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's around. true, right? No, no Twitter, no, no, no LinkedIn no. connections. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And same thing with down the South, Bandiache, when that tsunami came in. You know what? Everybody's helping oh, yeah. everybody else. Like, what is it with us that we have to be taken to such excess mm-hmm. before we go, wait a minute, what's important here? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And never again, you know, I remember this is just bringing up something that I haven't talked about on the air before, you know, about uh, 11 or 12 years ago, just as we were having our first child, Jackson, I was one of the most stressful times in our life. We had no money. <laughs> we, you know, like we were both self-employed. We had just bought this house and we both, you know, had no income coming in in this new baby. And I have never been more terrified, um, guilt-ridden, having to pick up the phone and ask our parents and just in excess of every type of, you know, I'm sure I had postpartum, all of these different emotions, negative emotions that it, it spurred me to action. That fear can either paralyze you or drive you forward. But in order for the catalyst for me was the fear, but I couldn't move forward unless I calmed myself down, yes. unless I focused on gratitude, on all that I did have and tr- seek learning. What am I supposed to learn from here? Perfect. That's, that's our natural template. Because when you do that, you realize 
I got to get connected here because that that moment you really feel alone, you feel disconnected, you know, you've got to get connected again. So I have this slogan and it says, life is a great thing if it doesn't kill you. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) And it's one of the greatest paradoxes of life that we have to be taken to excess like I did. And I realized this is not good. I'm not going to live this way. And so how many times do we have to be slammed hard enough by right. life to stop each of us dead in our tracks only to look up on the sky and say, what? Why? Especially just why? What's happening and why? You know, and I mean, there's a reason why every day ends in a why. They're called, we're supposed to be asking why more often. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I in this situation? And it causes you to go within. And there's the answer because I say that if you don't go within, you're going to go without. Mm, you're going to beautiful. go without. Really, you're going to go without your dreams. You're going to go without peace. You're going to go without happiness. And I mean, why are we here? Are we not here to help each other? I mean, I believe we're all walking each other home. And in order to do that, I have to bring something to the party. And if I'm emotionally bankrupt, not just mm. financially, emotionally bankrupt, because I don't care. It's only about me. Uh, chances are the thumb screws are going to be tightened up on you and you're going to find yourself like in a not so good a place. You know, I believe that there's an opportunity here for people who want to become authentic and the people who don't want to become authentic. I believe you go a little insane. Mm -hmm. I was a very inauthentic person when I was in, I mean, I was shareholder of the largest investment firm in Canada, no names mentioned. But I'll tell you, it took me my career to get there, and it was big money. But you know what? It wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me. So I learned, if you don't go within, you will go without. You're going to go without happiness. You're going to go without the presence to really enjoy your children, Mm -hmm. to really enjoy your spouse, to really enjoy what you do for a living. And I mean, I believe that our purpose is not what we do for a living. I believe our purpose is to get reconnected. If you're reconnected, what you're supposed to do for, to get yourself by for a living shows up. Mm-hmm. For me, it's this calling. I don't do this for a living. It's way beyond work. It's a calling. And so I'm helping other people through situations just like this. Because I believe there's this mega recalibration that's going on. And everybody knows it inside their being. It's going here on the planet at this time. There's a mega recalibration. And if you're not in tune with it, it's like the tsunami coming in. You're either going to be under it or you're going to be riding it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's happening across, across the, the planet. is what, So people can fully wake up. I mean, I call it the divine flip. And it's the flip where you've got to get out of duality and get into spirit and understand the difference. So the big... The three-part system is me, myself, as in this halo above your head that I call yourself with a capital S, and then above that is I of the great I am kingdom, or body, mind, Mm -hmm. spirit, okay, Lord, God of my being. And so this holy trilogy is such that we get depressed when we're only taking on life with the bottom third of us, this human. And then we get depressed. We get depressed. 
Yeah. And we're not connecting the other two thirds. The other two thirds holds the keys to this 90% of the cranium that we don't use. But how do you get access? This will take me more than an hour to explain this to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you get access? How do you do that? Any, you do it you, peace. You got to be at peace first. You got to be mm-hmm. at peace with your environment, your job. Anyways, continue. I cut you off. I was gonna no. I was gonna say, you know, for me, what I'm learning the how is is um, through quiet, through stillness, through um, the pause that you said, um, and uh, and taking that time to pause, to breathe. Um, and and allowing, you know, <laughs> allowing, right? It just I, I don't know how else to say it, but but you know, we just have a couple of minutes left. And I'd love, you know, this is I always end on this note is just by asking my guests and and you, Zayla, what is what is your hope for our listeners? My hope for everyone who listens to this is that it hits a spot in their soul where they realize if I don't go within. The teacher's right. I will go without. And we're all here to create. We were created to create. How do you trigger a fertile imagination is should be on everybody's top of mind. Because if you had a fertile imagination and you create quite quickly, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. People admire you because you're so creative. Mm-hmm. But in order to trigger what we call the prima materia, which is it's been called that for thousands of years, which is the other 90% of the head where a fertile mind imagines. You must do this with peace. Mm-hmm. You have to be at peace with every aspect of your life. That's why meditation is so important. Because if you get a true teacher, they'll tell you meditation has three parts, actually. First part is where you're talking to God. Second part is where you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Third part is where you learn breath. And I teach breath as well. And breath is where you're creating your outcome. You're breathing on it with a focused mind. And it's, I'm not religious, but our most contemporary master, Jesus, said, what I can do, you can do also and more. I took that to heart. I found myself a teacher that could exemplify that, demonstrate it. And I went, oh, my God, peace is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was known as the Prince of Peace. Right. So peace, very important. The only place I think you want to be right now in closing, peace and love. Peace and love. Beautiful. That should make sense. That should make sense to everyone. Hopefully it makes sense to you. It really does. It resonated um, a lot with me. Absolutely. I'm excited to continue our conversation, you know, beyond this, uh, this podcast. And, and Zayla, I just want to end with my deepest gratitude to you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing uh, with our listeners. And um, we really, I, on behalf of everybody, really appreciate it. And I want to, to remind our listeners, you know, please check out the Center uh, for Transformation at the CFT. .ca and uh, take advantage of the 10 part consciousness accelerator course please it's a $300 US value um, to gain access to it please just email info at the cft.ca so to all of our listeners i wish you all peace and love and until next time have a fantastic week
We'll talk to you again on Monday. Take care. Thank you for joining us this week. Please tune in again for another edition of Leading on Purpose with your host, Nicole Bendeley, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a wonderful week.